and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the fifteenth of March. My name is Ben. I'm joined by Andrew, and uh, I guess we knew this day would come at some point. Mm. But uh, I'm still pretty downbeat that it's happened. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it, mate. Wilder out. Wilder is gone. First of all, how are you doing? Uh, football aside, I, I can't complain. Yeah, I'm. I'm basically the same. I guess. I guess just a, a, a preparation for anyone listening. This is probably going to be pretty downbeat. I think the entire yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. I've I don't know. I've not um, I've not like immersed myself in what's been going on over the last few days. Myself included. I'm same as you there. Yeah. Deliberately so. Really. I think so. We're going to talk about. I want. I do want to come at this from various angles in terms of. Um, I guess what has actually happened, what it potentially means, what happens next, what our feelings on that are, and so like the practical and the emotional side of it. But I guess yeah, we we have, probably have to start with the with the emotional side. I think. I mean, do you want to just just generally tell me how you feel? Basically, I'm going to start fairly upbeat. I think with okay. this, I, I'm going to I'm going to sort of say that. Can you imagine if Wilder? If the last two years that have happened during the pandemic, where we didn't get to see the promotion and we didn't get to see the top 10. So I'm genuinely, genuinely happy that I got to witness the best times I'll probably ever witness as a United fan in person. And I don't think we'll ever see it repeated in that way again with the Sheffield manager and the Sheffield captain. I'm I'm, I'm obviously unbelievably sad. You know, it's, it, we're always going to come this day, but it's come quicker than I think all of us expected. But I'm also got that thing in the back of my head thinking I'm already at that stage of where you sort of reflect and you think, do you know what, though? What a ride. You're further along than me. I'm, <laughs> I'm just um, I'm just gutted, mate. Like yeah. that's The only word I can think of is just gutted. Um, yeah. I mean, I... So this, like, obviously... I mean, look, there's a lot more serious things going on in the world uh, and, and there always will be, I suppose, but... Mm. I guess this is, um, you know, if I was to try and boil this down, this situation, it's like, you know, eventually the good, the good times that you've enjoyed for most of the last five years, they were going to come to an end. But now it's like, yeah, now it now it has ended. Yeah. And yeah, and as yeah. you kind of said there, they might never be that good again in in our supporting lifetime because, I mean, it wasn't that good the previous thirty years or over many. I don't supported. think it's just that. I think it's everything that Wilder sort of represented in the sense that he was he wasn't a Warnock Sheffield United style fan. Yeah, he was a Sheffield United fan. He did go to the games. We had Billy Sharp as a captain. It it was a team of shall I say journeymen, lower league players. It happened in such a way. It happened under Bassett before my time, so people might compare it to that. I don't know if this had an extra edge to it because of Wilder's history with the club. Yeah, very much so. Um, I'm not intending for this to be like a uh, a Wilder tribute hour, I guess. Um, I'm not ready for that. I, yeah. I might be further along than you. I'm not ready to go through all his best moments just yet. No, exactly. That's uh, obviously not to say he doesn't deserve that because he absolutely does. But yeah, I, I'm just not ready to talk about that yet. I don't think. I mean, I, I, I've said this to you uh, off air, if you like, but I, I just feel like I've gone through a surprise breakup, you know, like a, a relationship That's it. come to People an end that death. I didn't see come in. Sorry, people are saying death. I think it's more like a breakup. I think that's the more, and not necessarily a breakup. I think this is where anger and sort of sadness and everything comes out, possibly in the wrong ways and things. But 
I also think it is like a breaker, but it's not like he's cheated on you or anything like that. It's, it's just like a, we sort of knew it were coming at one stage. We knew this relationship were never going to last forever. It was sort of a, a whirlwind romance. <laughs> uh, and, and it po- possibly was fizzling out. It might have been, you know, did everything catch up with us this season? We don't know what would have happened around the corner, whether next season it would have ended even more horrifically in the sense that we'd have all been wanting Wilder out because we were bottom of the league. Because despite what people are saying now, they would have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if next season it had started terribly, we would have been the saying, you, know, you know, and nobody wanted to see him driven out. But, you know, it's like I say, it's a whirlwind romance that we knew were coming to an end at some point, And then it just sort of happened so suddenly you've not really got... If they'd have said, I don't know, Right at the end of the season, we're going to have a think about what's going to happen. Yeah. Then you you can prepare yourself a bit more, thinking, "Well, hang on, Wilder might be going here." It happened in such a strange time, which we'll come on to the, the timing of it. Mm-hmm. That I don't think I think everyone's just like, "Whoa, I, I knew it were ending, but I didn't want it to end this quick." <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think this uh, this relationship thing is is actually quite a good metaphor, even if we're uh, <laughs> twisting it uh, yeah. to its limits, I suppose. But but yeah, it's that's. It's that sort of thing of like, yeah, like you said, we we knew there's a lot of uh, dysfunction, and you know, there's been uh, there's been arguments, and it, it it almost ended a couple of years ago, didn't it? In uh, in yeah. 2017, 18, and it's we... nearly ended every year. If we're going to be complete, there's been rumours every single year since we yeah. got promoted from League One that Wilder's going to go. Yeah, absolutely, and um, and and I think you know my own personal naivety, I guess. I think I just. I, I, I'm the uh, you know the sort of deluded partner in this relationship that suddenly mm-hmm. is told, "Hang on, this is ending," and it's like, "Oh, really?" But I thought we were like, you know, <laughs> I thought we I were thought just we were gonna... all right. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought we'd figured all that stuff out. And you I know... think I, I, this is this. I might. I don't know. I think I'm a little bit further along than you, maybe. Then because after I saw his interview against Fulham, that's the first time, and I know you didn't see that interview, did you? I actually didn't watch it, no, because I thought the game was so terrible. I was like, yeah, I've just got nothing that to That interview was the weirdest interview I've ever seen from a, a, a manager who's still at a club. Mm. And I think I was mentally preparing myself from there. I thought it'd last the season. Yeah. But if you'd have asked me after that, do you think Wilder will stay? I'd said, I think it's 50-50. Because the interview was just so strange. They were just talking, Wilder's talking about how he'll be back and sort of, you know, he's been at this club all his life and then uh, Kevin Cookson interviewed him saying, you know what it's like, Chris, don't you? And it were almost like he'd resigned and you're thinking, hang on, have I missed the announcement? (laughs) He's actually gone. And it were after that that I thought, this is not a normal interview after a defeat. This is like a goodbye. And I think if you'd have asked me after that, I think it'd have been 50. I didn't expect it to come this early. I'm not as shocked as certain other people are because I, I I don't know. I think maybe I blanked it to myself and tried to stop it to myself. I I think it's been coming. I do think it's been coming since about January. There's a lot of breadcrumbs there in hindsight, isn't there? Um, yeah. I mean, some of them we've we've talked about. I mean, I remember after uh, the first game of this year was Palace away, wasn't it? And there was the yeah. um, you know the clip of him at the end, uh, which I think a lot of people uh, lip read to be I've had yeah. enough of this, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do remember a lot of people being like, "That's you know he's." This is it. He's, he's gonna he's gonna quit after this, or he's gonna get sacked or something. Because we mm-hmm. obviously that was that was before we'd won a game. It was before the FA Cup, so we yeah. were on whatever twenty six games, whatever it was at that point. Um, yeah, so I've I've lost my train of thought here, but um... <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of sort of mumbling and jumbling here because I've not fully cemented my own view on this. I might say yeah. things that next week we do blaze pot or whatever, and I, I'll regret it. <laughs> yeah. But at this moment in time, I think. 
I, I, we'll get on to the whys and whatnots and everything later on, but I think that is it just a case, basically, that we don't have a chairman with enough money to compete at the top level and Wilder couldn't make miracles last forever? Yeah, and, uh, and, and this is where it gets difficult, uh, and maybe we could get into some of the practicalities now, is that we don't, mm. we don't really know anything, do we, at all? No, no. We know that this is uh, that he's not been sacked, but nor has he resigned. Technically, no. It's uh, you know come to an end following discussions. It's, there's, there's no reference to uh, performances and results or anything like that. It, it just seems from, I mean, you know, reading between the lines of what's been ri- what's actually been written, it's that they've just reached the the limit of this relationship where they're willing to work with each other, being Wilder and the owner or the you know the 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 structure above that, I suppose. Mm. But then we're all into hypotheticals, aren't we? As I said, there's been yeah, a lot yeah. of these kind of breadcrumbs about bringing in a director of football and uh, yeah. changing the way recruitment works and things like that. Um, I guess. So let let me just try this as a kind of thought experiment. I mean, try and try and give me a logical re- and this is why I'm so down about it all. Try and give me a logical reason for why this has happened from the side of uh, like, like, why would the owner want to lose Wilder? What is a logical why, reason? I don't know why I want to lose him now. My theory is I imagine the Prince thinks he's given Wilder money and he's wasted the money. This is the, this is not me speaking. This is what I think the Prince would say. He's wasted the money and he can get a better bang for his buck with a director of football in charge of transfers. We know the owner's not rich. We know he can't go out and buy, you know, we can't even afford players like Ollie Watkins, for instance, apparently, because the owner, relatively speaking, is skin. Man, uh, Wilder's bought players that haven't worked out, and I think the Prince is probably thinking, well, you know, you've done fantastically well, but I want this team to, this club to be a Premier League standard club. And the only way we can do that is by acting like every single other Premier League club, mm. which is having a director of football and not having one man have absolute power. I don't. I don't know. I don't know myself. I'm not. This is what I mean when I say I've not come to it in my own head. The conclusion myself. Yeah. I don't know if it's sustainable as a top-flight club to have a manager having that much power and that much sort of say over everything. His fingerprints are all over the place. He said that himself. Mm. And that's absolutely fantastic. Alex Ferguson did it. Brian Clough did it. Does it work in the modern game? I don't know. I am really, really, really do not know. But I imagine from the Prince, you've asked me what the Prince's view is, and I think he's thinking we can only compete if we go down a very different model to what we've been doing. Yeah, and to kind of... Uh devil's advocate that i think you could you know there's probably people that would say uh well look it worked so it's been working so well we went up from yeah. league one you know when we yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh you know without spending masses of money at that point but then the flip side of that is well i think it's fair to say that recruitment has been pretty poor for like 12 months i mean yeah there are times where you look at the team that got promoted from the championship and you could probably justifiably say that team was better than what has yeah, been well, put yeah. out. Certainly the this season. The current team we've got out, all right, that's injuries and stuff, but the current team we're putting out, the, the championship team wipes the floor with it. Yeah, and we've you know we've probably paid uh, the the uppermost value for a lot of players yeah. as well. You know, players like Ramsdale, like McBurney, like Brewster as well, I would say. 
Mm. Uh, not to write those players off, but they're not bargains, are they? They may, you know. No, no. And this is where this is where the like I say that I I, I want to reiterate that that what I've just said about what the prince will think, and not necessarily my views. But I don't think it's as black and white as the prince never gave him any money, and you mm. know we should have given him more money. The prince doesn't have the money. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have a go at somebody for not having money. And you also, know, we... does... sorry. No, no. Go ahead. I just don't see how. You imagine if we get relegated and we'd have bought Watkins, Robinson, uh, Ross Barkley, 100 grand, 50, 80 grand a week, and we get relegated with that wage bill. That is a club going one way. I mean, people think we're going one way anyway, and time will tell. But that's a Sunderland level of relegation, I believe, because he doesn't have the money to finance it. And I think Wilder, at the other hand, would probably say, well, I can't keep performing these miracles with the money that you're giving me. Yeah, and I think also... Also, we, uh, we've acknowledged publicly in the past, the club, haven't they, that we can't keep shopping in the same market. We can't. Yeah. We can't. I mean, we did this when we got promoted to the championship. We we essentially uh, cherry-picked the best of League One, I think was yeah. the intention, was it? And, and then it became like, um, well, there are just no good players left, basically, in League yeah, One. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we've signed all the ones we want or they've moved on. And I, we, we kind of did the same with the championship, except... We can't even afford that's it. that market now because... That's that's the crux of it. We I think Wilder's got a fantastic scouting network. He knows what players... Not, not scouting network, sorry. He's got a fantastic eye for a player or Paul Mitchell or whoever it is and how it's going to work in this system. But it got to the point where we couldn't even afford the players from the division below. We were getting outbid for them. So we were having to go for second or third choices. Mm. And again, and I can see where the anger goes in at the Prince here. I can't be angry at someone for not having money. <laughs> No. Um, so, I mean, yeah, to flip this round then, why, you know, can we find a logical reason for Wilder leaving? And is it, do we, I mean, I'm I'm struggling to get beyond it. I do think this, there probably is some like crossover here and it, it probably is like losing that control. Again, total mm. speculation, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or, or it could be, yeah, I, you know, I can't, I can't uh, carry on performing miracles. As you said, you know, I've had to, pick up my second and third choices here in terms of, uh, mm. you know, the players we signed this this summer and, um, excuse me, last summer. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to, I'm, I'm scratching me. I can't, I really, this is why I've not really wrapped my head around this and part of me still doesn't quite believe it's happened. I mean, you said before we started recording, like, you keep, you know, you check, like, the S2 forum to see if it, like, see if it's been resolved yeah <laughs> oh, he's, back. yeah he's come back i knew he'd come back <laughs> yeah yeah oh we, we lost five nil yesterday that was like that was a wake-up call they've kissed and made up and we could just yeah. uh get on with it now i suppose but it's so hard for me to find rational reasons for this happening apart from the fact that um you know there has been this undercurrent of like um i don't know what's the word like disharmony i guess i mean mm. you know this you, you mentioned that interview as well. Wilder's well, been increasingly Yeah, this critical. is I'm going to bring this up as, as the reason why it might have happened so quick. There's absolutely mm. no doubt. Some, some people might say he's been brutally honest in the interviews, but he's not spoke like any manager I can think of about their chairman. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. I remember listening to Simon Jordan on TalkSport, whatever you think of him, and he said... If he talked about me like Chris Wilder's been talking about his owner, he'd have been out of the door. I won't even let him manage under 23s because he's bringing, this is his words, he's bringing the club uh, through, you know, making a, a, a mockery of the club and the chairman, and it's not his place to do it. And, you know, as much as everyone does support Wilder and stuff, 
that's obviously come into it. You know, you're basically in the the press every week saying, well, the chairman needs to pull his finger out, basically, is what he's been saying. Yeah. And it, whatever you, you might be right, you might be completely spot on with that, but you don't see managers say that, do you? Apart from Jose when he wants to get fired. <laughs> well, this is it, the fan in me. I mean, you know, I'm bringing that up, and I imagine if you're... Uh... You know, staunchly one party or the, or the other here. You probably listen to us being like, "Oh, I can't." You know, that's got nothing to do with it. I can't believe you're bringing that up or whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I wouldn't bring that up as a condemnation out there because the fan in me is no. like, like, yeah, I've, I'm generally been very on board with uh, everything Wilder has said through, yeah. his, through yeah. his time as manager. And, and in fact, I would say that has been one of the like the major positives of the whole experience, as well Absolutely. as the football side. The honesty, like, the, honesty yeah. the fact you. You're pretty sure he's not giving you any BS. He's telling you what he thinks most of the time. And he, I, I always liked this, particularly, I think, when we got promoted to the Championship, that first season of the Championship, I was always amazed that, like, this guy has higher standards than I do as a fan. Like, he wants more out of the players and more out of the club than, than even I do. You know, the, the semi-rational yeah, fan, yeah, if yeah. you like. Yeah, there's but, certain times where we've lost games and he's laid into it and I'm thinking, all right, mate. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. for sure. But at the same time, yeah, that's... That's probably not healthy long term, is it? If we if this we're looking is, I mean, at a relationship that's gone thing south as well. Sorry, I'm I'm talking over you. No, 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 it's all good. It's an emotive uh, subject. Go for it. It is, yeah. I listened to the Four Blades podcast with Jamie Hoyland, yeah. uh, and they were talking. He was talking about when we went down under Bassett, and Jamie he goes, "What went what, wrong?" And Jamie Hoyland said something on the lines of. There's only so many times you can be told you're rubbish by a manager, <laughs> yeah. which is what Bassett, his same sort of motivational text as Wilder used before you start thinking, no, we're not. And then you take the foot off your pe- the pedal and that's when it all went wrong under Bassett. And it, is it sustainable? I don't know. I, I think it can be sustainable if you get players in because at the end of the day, the players are the, are the people who may see whether you're successful or not. We had the same core for four or five years I, basically, Wilder and everyone else telling him they weren't good enough to be at this level. How long does that? How long can that work for? I don't know. It could have worked next season again. I've said I, I'm not going to be an hypocrite because I said on this podcast about two months ago, I'm worried about next season because how do you motivate these players to go again? Your Stevens and Norwoods and Flex and players who have done it and achieved their ultimate, the, the ultimate thing they'll ever achieve—a top ten Premier League finish. Mm-hmm. The human beings, how do you motivate them to go again, knowing that it's probably never going to get as good? Yeah, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be super hard now. I mean that yeah. Um, yeah. you know the the sharp interview yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. I mean, yeah. very. Uh, I'd like it, to say much, a shout out to Eckingbottom. I thought his interview was absolutely really honest interview. Basically, yeah. I, I, and I don't I don't want him as manager or anything. I don't know enough about him really, but I, I really thought he did come out of the, the game with credit because obviously we got battered and played awful. But I think he spoke really well after the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, strange situation to have him suddenly. Uh, we don't su- even know where this is. The, this is what the worry is. He don't even know. They said something about Jason Tindall, and he said, "I don't know when he starts." You know what's going on? It reminded me when uh, uh, Steve Thompson came in and didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> so this is, I guess, this is another strand of it. I mean, I think you know, you could be simplistic and just be like, "Oh, the prince has just fallen out with Wilder, and he's just just got rid of him in a." Yeah, I don't think this is. It- I'm quite sort of. I'm I'm low to make this goody versus badder because mm. I don't think it's that case. At all. I think it's unbelievably complex, and it's and it's we can't give the answers because we don't know what's happened. People have yeah. got the rumors and everything like that, and people have got their ideas, but we can't sit here and say one thing or another. I think you've got to, you've got to be balanced for 
for the for the for the good of everyone. You've got to be balanced towards the Prince and Wilder because nobody knows. Nobody knows. There's, people can spout as many rumours as they want. Nobody actually knows what's happened. Yeah, and I've you know I've tried to find some logical reasons there, but like even if you accept, you know that uh, the way that you know if you accept from say the owner's side that uh, you know inflexibility on Wilder's part, public criticisms of the owners and the money <clears> we're putting in. If you accept that as like a deal breaker and that's where a relationship has gone sour, then I mean the consequences of uh ending this relationship are huge. I mean, yeah. you know, he he absolutely must know the the prince that we are worse now than we were a week ago in terms yeah. of our future prospects. It, it yeah. we might not be in terms of like what comes next. But right now, we're in a worse situation than we were yeah. a week ago, which sounds bizarre to say when you've lost 80% of the games or whatever <laughs> it is. But we yeah. just are. Like, he, the value of his, you know, even if you uh, pretend he doesn't like football or, or believe he doesn't like football, even though he's, you know, been pretty, <laughs> pretty public about uh, being into the sport and into United, his, his asset is now less valuable, I think. Not you know? just that. Wilder was the club. This, yeah. I've, I've, I've had a bit of, I almost hate an argument. Someone on um, on the S2 forum was talking about we should have followed the Norwich model. The Norwich model is exactly what it seems like the Prince wants. The Norwich model is the director of football and a head coach. The director of football makes the signings, the coach coaches them. Yeah. It seems that, that this is where this argument's come from. So I don't agree with people when they're saying, oh, follow the Norwich model, because the Norwich model is completely different to anything that we had in place. Yeah. But that brings its own worries in the sense that our model was Chris Wilder's in charge of everything, yeah. <laughs> even the tactics going down to the under-23s, mm, and true. now he's gone. And I can understand long-term why the Prince think that's unsustainable because if anything did happen to Wilder, if we were successful and he left and went to Everton, we were going to be in the position that we are now. The only logic I can see with the timing, and I don't think this is – I don't think – I don't think the Prince wanted this to happen right now, to be honest. I think something's come to a head. But is we're already down. Can we give ourselves 10 weeks or whatever it is till the end of the season to implement this entirely new structure? It's going to be so different what we see next. Yeah. Because Wilder was the club. Yeah, and I, I think that's why this is so emotional, isn't it? That it's, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, if I... Um... If fans are in the ground for the first game next season, this doesn't impact my likelihood to go to that game. Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan of Sheffield United, but you're yeah. absolutely spot on that it's it is Wilder that's that's made these last five years so enjoyable. And, and it's um, wild. It's Wilder's club in the sense that mm. now he's not there. We are a completely rudderless ship because he yeah. was in charge. All right, Alan Neal's still there. I imagine Alan Neal will leave. I think he's probably just waiting for a payoff, to be honest. That's just speculation. Because people, I mean, at that first, I think, you know, it's great that Neal's staying. But now I'm thinking, they probably just not come around to a compo package, to be honest. Or he's waiting for Wilder's next job or whatever. We are a rudderless ship in the way that Norwich wouldn't have been, for instance, if they'd have sacked Farker. Because people say, no, they kept hold of Farker. If Norwich had have sacked Farker, is it Farker or Farker? I can't remember. Either or. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> If they'd have sacked him, they have still got everything in place to be successful. They bring in another coach. The same guy's making the transfers. Everything stays in place. Matt Wilder's gone. The ship has just exploded, basically, <laughs> at United because he, he he was the captain, the vice captain. You know, he was the guy driving the ship. He were everything. <laughs> That's good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> 
was just gonna see how many different uh, jobs on a ship you could name. I would, yeah, I run out. Yeah, I was. I was, I was just trying to think of Captain Pugwash. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. I mean, so there, there's like multiple sides to that, isn't there? Because that that was uh, that in many respects that was great. Like that that mm. that is why we've had such a great time in Completely. the last five years. But at the same time, you can't carry on like that forever. It's not sustainable. I don't believe that it's sustainable. Or I, I, might, I might be wrong. But this is in my own opinion. And I thought this long before the Wilder were rumoured to be leaving because they were upset. I thought this when he was linked with Everton. The main reason we were all sort of so scared about him going was half because of how well he'd done. But I think the other half is, well, what, what do we do next? Yeah. And this is where we're at now. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, I mean... Well, probably twelve months ago, pre-pandemic, it was a, it was a genuine concern, wasn't it? Of like, geez, you know, every time a high-profile job came mm. up, not not even that high-profile, to be honest. No, no, West Team Brom, below Sunderland, they were in League One, and we're like, oh my god, he's going to go to Sunderland. I think West Brom, when they sacked Darren Moore, yeah. he was, um, you know, they, they made an actual approach for him, mm. and you know, That's there right, was. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it, I might be mixing my times up here, but I think while they got another new contract out of it, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? But, but yeah, that that was absolutely right. That was part of the concern. Was like, oh my god, you know, not just we lose an incredibly talented coach, but what the hell happens next? Like, the, yeah. you know, we we will be in this situation. Yeah, I'm kind of just repeating back to you what you just said. But I think but this that's... is it. And this is it's easy in the emotional sense. And I think we were all emotional, saying, "What the hell's going on?" And people are still in that stage, and myself included to a degree. Of why have we done? What is going on? I, I don't long term. This was all. This was always coming. Whether it had been no matter if the if the Prince and Wilder sort of you know had a relate a personal relationship with each other, and Everton came in or West Ham or whoever for Wilder and he left, we were always going to end up in this position because of how much, not just power, but how much Chris Wilder was Sheffield United. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we. Eventually, we were going to need to move on from that. I think the you know the absolute ideal scenario, I guess, is to go to that Norwich model where you retain a fantastic coach, you know, the best best in my lifetime for sure. But you bring in a structure that can either take some of the load off him or or help him in areas that maybe he's not as good at. I think which is what the rumors, if the rumors are correct, is exactly what the prince wanted, and understandably, Wilder didn't want. This is why it's so complex. Well, because... well... No, go on, finish that thought, actually. Yeah, I just think it's so complex because if I'm Chris Wilder and I've had total control over everything, all of a sudden someone's saying, right, I'm going to have someone above you and he's going to be suggesting transfers to you or whatever. You're like, hang on, I've built this club up from nothing. You know, I'm the reason mm. you've got any money at all, basically, uh, to, to do these things that you want to do. But the other side, Prince can, I think, I realistically turn around and say, well, if I don't do this and then you leave, I'm left with nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll yeah. Devil's advocate, this one again, I guess is, you know, if if that's because you said you know, understandably, Wilder wouldn't want that, but I kind of question, well, why? I mean, but you know, the the answer is, yeah, I've had total control and it's been going great, but unfortunately, it's yeah. not going great the last twelve months, is it? I mean, it's been. I a... think this is where it's come to a head. There's no way this this even crops up if we're tenth in the league again. Yeah, potentially, and then I think there's all sorts of reasons that are not part of this conversation for why this season has happened. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, you know, injuries, COVID, the lot. Um, yeah. yeah, not just a manager has, you know, suddenly lost lost it, basically. Um, no. no. I'm sure he will go on to be successful somewhere else, much to my uh, frustration at that point. But, 
Yeah, I don't watch Scottish football, so I don't have to look at him in another club's <laughs> in another club badge. <laughs> I don't want to think about it if he's um, you know managing, say West Brom, for example, next season in the Championship. Imagine next season, first goal. I'm not doing it. West Brom, Wilder in their dugout. No. Don't want that's, to do it. I don't, I've, I've just upset myself there. Carry on. <laughs> I'd prepare for that. I'd say that's fairly likely, to be honest. I think he'd yeah. be, yeah. Probably. I hope, I really hope he either takes a year out <laughs> so we can all get used to him not being there or he goes to Scotland or wherever. I can't see him going abroad, <laughs> judging by the, the players he signs for. <laughs> yeah, potentially not, unless he's just going to sign a load of uh, <laughs> yeah. Republic of Ireland internationals for like <laughs> Bilbao or something. Um, but yeah, anyway, there's you know there's there's such a stigma of a director of football, I think. But I think it's I think it's quite outdated now. That's like it a really is. Late nineties. This, is this annoyed stigma. me actually. Sorry, I'm putting it. Sorry, no, that's all good. But it's like that role is there to help. It's not. It's not. These are the players. Generally, this is how it works. These are the players that you get to play this season. You know, here they are. That you don't get any say in this. I'm just giving you a bunch yeah. of players that I've signed, basically, and you need yeah. to make it work. It's supposed to be a collaborative thing. I mean, and, you yeah. know, if you're a remotely smart operator in football, of course you want that to be, you know, you want that to synergize. You don't want uh, yeah. you don't want two two parties. I mean, that situation I've just described is, like, that's, that's where you failed. That's not going to work if you've got a, a manager who doesn't want the players you've signed for him and the yeah. director of football signing players that the manager doesn't want. And, yeah, that's... I mean, no, no one in their right mind would want that situation to come about. And I think this is where, you know, if this is, I think this is a bit of a mark against Wilder, if that is indeed why this has come to a head, because you have to adapt. I, this has to, this has to change for the good of Sheffield United, I think. This it's is just, it. I just, yeah. Does just, Wilder get another job bigger than Sheffield United without having this sort of thing in place? I don't think he does. I don't think so either. Um, I think I do think the last year or so will have damaged that possibility. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, for example, uh, I don't know. Everton is is one we talked about, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just couldn't see it. I can't. Well, I people might be completely talking wrong. saying, "Oh, he'll end up at Palace or Newcastle." If I'm a Palace or Newcastle fan, I'd have definitely concerns about the guy who's you know got off to the work. Whatever reasons are, just the, the facts are. He's the second worst points tally of all time. He's left us with. Mm. They're a Premier League club. They're probably. I don't know if he walks into a Premier League club. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to because I think, as you've mentioned, there's matters out of his hands that have led to the the reason why we've been so bad this season. In many ways, he's got to take some responsibility as well. But yeah. you know, it matters out of his hands as well. But just looking at the plain facts of it, I don't see how he walk. I mean, I could be proven wrong, and he might walk into Newcastle, mind you. They got Steve Bruce, so anything's yeah. possible. Isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd want to go there if I was in. No, that's well, if you can't work with the Prince, I imagine Mike actually be a different kettle of fish. Yeah, <laughs> God, absolutely. Um, I mean, what happens next? I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, I keep saying the word gutted, and I just, I, I just really hate that this has happened. Um, to be honest, and. I think one of my major kind of uh, you know things that like really sucks about it is I just think we've we've damaged. I think everyone's worse off. Yeah. From where we were, like Wilder, the club, the owner, from a football and financial point of view. Yeah. And I guess our future prospects. I think it is, and this is again, it's kind of weird to say this about a manager who's overseen and been responsible for such a terrible season. 
and, and I don't think we, you know, you can't, even though there are definite, re- there's a multitude of reasons why that happened, but I don't think you can divorce Wilder of responsibility from that, which is a, you know, a debate that's been going on for at least three or four months, I think, among yeah. United fans of like, you know, hang on, yes, yes, this guy has been like, you know, attained almost messiah-like status with us, deservedly so, yeah. but you can't also overlook the fact that there's so much that's gone wrong and we are one of the worst teams in Premier League history and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, well, someone was saying, you know, look at Burnley, they went down under Dyche, kept in, came back up. Burnley, I believe, finished third bottom of 28 points. It's not the fact that we're going down. I think even, I think the printer who accepted that. Mm. It's the way this season's gone that has, in my opinion, taken away a lot of the power that Wilder had uh, in, in in the eyes of the board, he's not. It wasn't untouchable anymore. I don't think it was in the eyes of the fans, but I don't think last season, for instance, the Prince kind of said, "Look, I'm bringing a director of football in." He's like, "Hang on, we're top ten. I think yeah. he had a, an argument this season to say, "Look, things aren't going well. The last two seasons, the recruitment's been poor. Things have got to change." Yeah, spent a lot of money, and uh, yeah, there's there's very <laughs> r- relatively speaking, there's very few hits there, aren't there, among the. Uh, among transfers. It's been really poor, the recruitment. There's no, I mean, there might, again, this is why it's so complex because it's not necessarily just down to Wilder why these these signings are not worked. They are, mm. in many times, his second or third choices. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it, Norwich, for instance, went, I keep talking about Norwich, but Norwich went up, didn't couldn't afford, basically, anybody, so they didn't. <laughs> they banked the money, yeah. they came back down. They're in a stronger position. We didn't. We've done the worst of both worlds in a way, where we've bought the third choices for inflated fees, which I'm not saying we didn't want, but who were were nowhere near. You know, weren't the first target. So we've not saved any money, and we've ended up with people that we probably didn't really want first time around. Yeah, I guess the the only uh, silver lining there is that uh, a lot of those signings are youngish. Absolutely. High yeah. potential. Generally have done it in the championship among most of them, you know, Brewster, McBurney, Bogle, players like that. Rather than being, you know, uh Callum Wilson, hundred grand a week and you still finish bottom or something like that. So mm, yeah. um yeah, what was I gonna say? Yeah, the 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 Brewster signing is I mean, maybe we'll return to this at the end of the season, but that in hindsight, that's a huge red flag, isn't it? I don't Yeah. I don't know why we signed him because we never play him. Like that's I mean... the, that's impossibly. I think that's one of the pivotal points of why Wilder's no longer here. The Brewster sign, and I really think it's that important because we quite clearly pushed the boat out for him. I don't think yep. any of us expected to actually sign him permanently, did we? We thought we might get a loan yep. at the end of the season. When it came out, they were twenty-three million or whatever it was. You're thinking, wow, that's you know, it's the, the highest ever we've ever paid for a player, and I think that again is where the prince can understandably say. I keep seeing people say the prince has put no money in. To me, that's irrelevant. He's spending the money that Wilder earned, but he's still giving him the money to, yeah, to yeah. buy these players. I don't. I think it's irrelevant what he's put in. He has still giving him 150 million or whatever it is that he spent. The Brewster signing, he's obviously pushed the boat out for him. We probably weren't really in a position to spend that sort of money. We could have saved that money for next season or to, to do the ground up or whatever it is or to buy the, the, the land that the Prince needs to buy for Mr. McCabe. But, you know, we, we've, he's pushed the boat out for that signing and it's been so far well, probably the biggest flop in transfer history. Could it all turn out better, as you said. I'm not writing Brewster off whatsoever, but. For this season alone, if he was the man to keep us up with his goals, it's been a huge failure. Yeah, I think 
he'll uh, he'll be much better next season. Is my yeah, I agree. Prediction. I think there's a player there. I think there's little things I've seen from it. I'm not writing him off. I'm not writing a Bogle off Ramsdale. Ramsdale is a fat, brilliant example actually. Keep playing, and you'll get better. He's looking a really good keeper at the moment, Ramsdale. He is, yeah. It's the only person that kept it to five yesterday, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, no one else really comes out of that with any credit at all. No. Um, oh, what was I going to say about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the reason I say the Bruce thing is a red flag is like, yeah, we pushed the boat out. We, we pursued him for ages, didn't we? I mean, mm. you know, that was kind of public knowledge. You know, I mean, Wilder was explicitly referring to it in interviews for like weeks yeah. in advance. Yeah. And as you said, a lot of money for us was spent on him. I know it's not masses for Premier League clubs, but it's yeah. a lot of money for us and where we were. And then why, you know, he played like four games against like Chelsea, Arsenal, yeah. Man United, Liverpool, something like that. And then he's just been in and out of the team. And I don't get it because apart from McGoldrick, nobody else has done anything this season yeah. in attack. Like, you know, Sharp's chipped in with a couple. There's a couple of penalties there as well. But This is the thing as well. We've said this before. All these, we spent, what, 50, 60 million on Bernie Brewster and Moose. And our best front two right now is Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick. Yeah, who were here three years ago. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, is. this is another thing where someone could point... And I am playing devil's advocate here. I am not sort of saying, wow, is rubbish. Why did he do this? I am sort of trying to work... I'm trying to logically process what could have been going on behind the scenes and, and the prints and the board looking at it. Mm. And again, they could be looking at that saying, hang on, we've got Billy Sharp and McGoldrick as the first choice against Man United. All right, we won that game, to be fair, but... What, I've, I've, where's my fifty million gone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why, why, why spend it? I, I get, I don't know. It, it, it sort of works if you like. Well, this is where it all falls down again. Because you just think, like the Bruce is signing. Like if you, if you're thinking, look, we're probably going to get relegated this season. Like you know, we've been hit by injury. We've had a terrible yeah. start. It's going to take something pretty impressive in the back three quarters of the season to turn this round. This guy is available. He will be dynamite in the championship. He was last season in half a season. Let's get him now. And there's your contingency yeah. if we get relegated. Then, okay, that that then yeah. makes sense. That's a unusual strategy, I'd say. I think that's quite a forward-thinking strategy. Well, yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's yeah. literally backwards thinking because, you you know, it's your contingency for failure, I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah. But were, were we in the position to do that? I don't know if we were, like, to, to spend that much money. And then why why isn't he in the team? And I guess this is just going to to segue into my other frustration as a fan now is, like, there is literally no point us playing these next 10 games or however many is left. <laughs> there really isn't. Is there? No. I mean, my crumb of comfort... I take my hat off to Tufty Club, by the way, because I listened to their podcast last night. Because I couldn't sleep last night cause I, because of this, I think, because <laughs> United, and they did a full analysis of that five 0 defeat. I, I just want to take my hat off to him for doing that because no way could I have sat here today and gone through that game because it's so pointless, literally. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. But but the thing, you know, so I, my my crumb of comfort that I was clinging to for the rest of the season was. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was after the um, I've been the Southampton game. You know, mm. Wilder acknowledged we're relegated, so that, that was yeah. actually his uh, last game in charge, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just just as you touched on that before, I forget. I've seen a lot of revisionist stuff saying this is what happened when we lost to Leicester five 0 This is what happens when you get rid of your manager; you lose five 0 And I, don't get me wrong, the heads definitely went, and mm. because there's no manager to answer to, we could have got beat five 0 against Southampton last week. Make no mistake about that. If it wasn't for some fantastic saves from Ramsdale and a couple of awful misses from Southampton that first half against Leicester for me 
I've seen people disagree with this. Everyone's got their own opinion. Was just as bad as everything else that we've seen in most of the games this season. I didn't see much difference in that first half. The second, when the second goal went in, the heads went down, and everything just crumbled. That first half was us. That's us. That's yeah. us this season. Nothing changed. That wasn't because Wilders left. That is how we've been playing this season. Yeah. No, I'm completely with you on that. And we, you know, we could have lost. We are. Uh... Our points total doesn't lie. That is the true... Yeah. yeah. That is what we deserve this season. I think for a good few months, we were behind where we should have been in terms of our performances. Yeah. But I think this, you know, this you only lost, only ever lose by one goal thing has papered over a lot of cracks of yeah. like, hang on, no, we... we've You and I have talked about this at length, haven't we? It was like, we have only lost by one goal, but we can't only lost by one goal because the opposition didn't even really need to try because we had absolutely no goal threat yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And I think Leicester sends blood. No manager, heads yeah. it down, bad defence. Vardy loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, incredible. Do you know what? I'm really annoyed because I captain Vardy in my fantasy league team and he didn't score. <laughs> like he didn't score. Got, he, did he get the fifth? got five goals and he didn't get one of them. <laughs> Hang on, did he, not, didn't he score the fifth? I've, I've I, thought, the... I didn't think he did. I thought he got an assist. I think he went down as an own goal. Oh, did it? Okay. I think it went enough. down as a Ampadu on goal, but yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, it's gone down as an own goal. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, so I, was, I, I can't even give me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, the Southampton away game. Do you remember that one? That yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, like, yes. Was that much different to yesterday? No. No. Um, I don't you think, know. Uh, what was the game a couple of weeks ago where we didn't. We didn't oh, the Fulham, where we didn't get in their area once. Yeah. Half. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I saw Danny Hall in the store, and I, you know, I like Danny Hall's articles and stuff. And it's, it's only an opinion. And he put this: this is what happens when you rip the heart out of a club. I think that's. I, I personally think it's just a case of Leicester took the chances, whereas other teams haven't. Yeah, it's it's a nice. It, it's symbolically uh, nice is not the right word. Of course neat. it is. It's symbolically neat. You know, we have conceded five goals once in the whole time Wilder was manager. Yeah, and of course, twenty-four hours later, we get hammered by Leicester by five and. Uh, I'm not and sure I do you... think I do think the heads went down. I do think if Wilder had been there, yeah. it might have been three 0 not five. But mm-hmm. that's only because they'd have had a manager to answer to after. I think the players they've had an awful week themselves, and yeah. they probably thought we've lost this. What's going on? But the performance as a whole, I, I just can't buy. And then, again, everyone's entitled to wins. I can't buy that that was that much different to what we've seen for a lot of games this season. No, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, to sort of return to uh, my point here with these these remaining games, I mean. My crumb of comfort was like, let's see, let's see us put the building blocks in place for next season. Yeah. Just, I only want to see players who are going to be here next season. I want to see McBurney and Bruce to start every single game, fitness yep. permitting. Let's try and we don't really have one at the club right now, but you know, can we try a four three three? Can we try and get a number ten back in? Can yeah. you know, can we see more of Max Lowe at left wing back? Can we start Bogle in more of these games? Can we get Bogle and Bulldog into the same team? This kind of thing. Mm. And and now I'm like, well, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. in all likelihood, Heckingbottom and uh, and Tyndall aren't going to be the manager next season. It'll probably be someone else. And we just we're now just uh, you know. I, I was I was looking for signs of what Wilders United would be next season and now there aren't any because he's not here. I don't know who the manager's gonna be. This has happened yep. so abruptly there's no there's no real succession plan in place. And Which is know, why I believe, by the way, on that point, that something has happened. I don't think that I don't think the Prince had this it has to, I don't think surely. this Prince had this 
and it has because no one was in place. We've sort of pushed Tyndall in. It seems I have seen rumours saying that oh, Tyndall's been lined up for a month or something. I, I, maybe it's true. I don't know, but it doesn't seem that way because you know Paul Eckingbottom and the interview didn't even know when he was starting. So <laughs> yeah, and he's uh, Tyndall is obviously friends with um, Betis. Betis and I think I think is... what's happened there. People say nice job for the boys. I think Betis has probably phoned him and said. Right, Wilder's left. We don't really know what's going on. We've got no plan in place. Can you come get Giz and Hand? I could be wrong. That's how I think that's happened. That seems far more logical than, uh, you know, <laughs> a secret cabal behind the scenes. Yeah, like... so I've seen a lot of rumours, and they might be true. And there's a lot of stuff going around, and this, they might be true, and I might be just being naive. Mm. I think that's just a case of someone help, someone helping a mate out because he's doing nothing, basically. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense in a way because because of what I just said is like these next ten games are you know they're glorified friendlies except we're just going to get out. <laughs> we just have to <laughs> yeah. take his punishment basically. Is it yeah. ten games? Oh, is it ten or nine? Time. I think it's Might ten, be, including the cup, isn't it? Ten, including the cup. Yeah, which is also like you know. But again, like, you know, yippee ki yay! I can't wait for that now. I uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like like I said, I'm a fan of Sheffield United, not not Chris Wilder Football yeah. Club, but. Those two were just uh, inextricably, I think that's the right word, uh, yeah. intertwined, linked. You, you know, you couldn't, there wasn't, there weren't separate entities there for five years. No, and, no, and, no. and that was great. It was everything I could have, it was beyond what I could have ever hoped for as a fan, mm. I think. You know, that experience, yeah, not completely. just not just the success of it, but the, you know, the he's one of us and the, the Sheffield lad and, he gets what being a fan's about, and he, you know, he and wants... not just had the players that he brought in. No mm. hope as Wednesday fans laugh with Leon Clark, John Flag. Ah, next minute they're in the Premier League top ten. It was just incredible. Yeah, and and I, I just I just don't know what happens next. And uh, you know, change is change is often good, but we fear change. And uh, yeah, I, I don't Look, know what. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I've seen a lot of people go in on the Prince, and that's under, that's understandable. I said, get the anger. I'm not going to do that until I see what happens next. I think it's illogical to say, well, that's it. He's going to ask it. Like, if I wake up tomorrow and I'm on Pardew as the manager and Egan and O'Connell has gone to Reading, I'll be on this podcast banging my fist on the desk screaming about it. But it's not happened yet. You know, take the emotion out of it and it's basically a chairman and a manager who have different ideas of how to take club forward. Why Reading? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I got Reading from. Just yeah. on the spot, probably because your your missus is a Reading fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, maybe I don't that know where it, I got yeah. Reading from, but anyway, yeah. yeah Where did you go now? <laughs> Everyone think I'm it. in the knob. You snake. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not pardon you though, please. But I, I think the um, you know the, the the sort of abruptness with 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 which this has happened means we're probably in for a bit of pain for a while. I'd say, yes. you know. Yes. This isn't going to get sorted quickly, uh, and I almost, I almost don't want it to. I, you know, if if a new man, you know, there's all those rumours about like Neil Lennon and stuff. Immediately, you know, everyone's like looking at the bookies' odds and stuff. And I don't like that when people are saying, "Have you heard Appleton's coming in?" It's like just please, because yeah. no, nobody knew Wilder were leaving until the day. And I said this earlier, and now everyone's in the know. I've heard Neil Lennon. Oh, anyway, carry on. I could go in on a few people there. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got... <laughs> yeah. So my uh, yeah, I guess my my point is like I almost don't want us to be 
rushing that no. appointment. I don't want to wake up tomorrow and we've got a new manager in a way. You know, it sounds no, no. Sounds unless, really it, unless it's someone, unless it has been while they're being forced out, and it's someone the prince really wants. Tyndall's yeah. there, Eddie Howe turns up because he's, you know, at least that's a plan. I completely disagree with it, but at least mm. that means there's a plan in place. If we just wake up tomorrow and Mark Hughes is stood there, you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to say whoever the manager is next is going to be, I think it's going to be a lukewarm reaction in terms of like, it's going to be hard to get hyped, isn't it? Well, I, let's I think be that's honest, just... whoever we get is not going to be as good as Wilder because there is no one yeah. out there we could possibly attract. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and to be honest, the might not be that many. I mean, this guy won the blooming LMA Manager of the Year award two years ago, and he was that runner up second, last year. Yeah, yeah there, there are almost literally not many managers as good as him. Whoever is the next manager is going to be an unknown or some kind of damaged goods in terms of. I mean, look at Tyndall. Like you know, everyone's already written off his career as a total failure. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's kind of where Wilder was at at the start of his career. I know he's had like ridiculous success in every job that mm-hmm. he's done, but he has also. You know, he's left some clubs under under clouds. He's had play, yeah, people yeah. criticise him. And those people were wrong because he's amazing. And and yeah. that's what we have to hope is that yeah, the next uh, the next manager is um does better with us than he's done at his previous club. You clubs. have to and I understand the anger. And do you know what? The fact the fans aren't there and the fact there's mm. gonna be a ten week we've got ten weeks now, basically pointless games while everything sort of gets the red round what's happened, might be good. Because I think the anger at the Prince may be warranted, but we don't know what his plans are. And if we were at the ground, I, I do think there'd have been a, an awful backlash against oh, him. God, yeah, and, probably awful. the players as well. Which I don't... I, everyone's entitled to the opinion. People can do what they want. I, I'm not someone who... I, I want to wait and see before I start taking my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but I am... I am worried, I guess. I am, yeah. Of... If you're asking me, are you confident? No. Do you think we're going to bounce back? No. Do you think we'll make a good appointment? No. That's that's a gut feeling. That's not... I can't say for sure. If the Prince comes out tomorrow and says, by the way, I've got, I don't know, Jurgen Klopp's coming in. Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. But obviously that's not going to happen. But what I'm saying is I do think we, as we, as you said, we're fans of Sheffield United. We're not fans of Chris Wilder. And he was, he was a massive part. But we have to see what happens and as I said, if we wake up tomorrow, Alan Podge, who's in charge, that's the time for me to start trying to sort your protests out or whatever. I think right now we we've got to wait. I think it's just a sensible thing to do. We've got. I'm, I'm not confident. I'm not mm. sitting here saying he'll get it right. Don't worry about it because I'm not confident at all. But we have to. We have to give him a chance to get it right. Yeah, I think the thing that uh, kind of gets to me is I thought we were doing. I thought we were different. I thought we would do, and this yeah. is again, you know, I think you could probably say I've been really naive here, and I don't, I don't totally buy this from a like romantic point of view. I just feel, you know, the last the time with Wilder here it has been, it's been different to anything I've known as a United fan, and I do think we've been different to a lot of clubs, yeah, throughout the country in what we've we done. We were laughing, we point and laugh all the way through these podcasts the last two years. God, yeah. they're a basket case. Why have Reading sacked him? When's he had 50,000 managers in that? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I, I thought we were doing things differently. Yeah. And now I just feel like we're just going back to being just another club. Yeah. And I know it's United. They'll never be just another club to me, that kind of thing. But, You're right. You know, yeah. it's, you know, in all likelihood now, the next manager will come in, they'll do all right for a bit, then they'll do badly, then they'll get sacked. And in yeah. a year, we'll be looking for another manager. Because that's yeah. what happens at that's almost football. every other club. Yeah, yeah, that is football. And I thought, again, probably naively, 
I thought this was here to stay for a while. I thought, you know, the, the, it'll need to evolve. Uh, we'll need to... <laughs> we can't just keep buying players from the Championship. Apart from anything else, we can't afford them anymore, mm. particularly when we get down to, uh, go down to the Championship ourselves. We need to change things, but I thought it would... I was looking at gradual evolution and ideally bouncing back stronger next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, yeah, now I'm just kind of... I don't know if resigned is the right word, but... Yeah, I'm kind of just expecting it to not be as good as I thought it would be. No, I think... <laughs> and that sucks. That absolutely yeah. sucks. Cause, it is. Uh... It's been an awful, awful 12 months. It, it, I mean, yeah. you couldn't have predicted how bad it could have possibly gone. Not only have we lost the manager, we've got one of the worst points total of all time. The club's in disarray, it seems. Mm. A lot of the fans are against the board. All within the space... It's, you know, 12 months ago, we, we beat Norwich and we were ninth or whatever, we were seventh or whatever. It might be fifth. We were yeah, yeah. really and, and high. It's yeah. just an incredible... Well, that's Sheffield United, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Even by our standards, though. Yeah. Like, this I'd, is, I'd, is going I'd a bit like far. I'd say, I'm, I'm sort of on the, I'm on the fence at the moment to see what happens next, and I'm being naive. I realise I'm being naive. I'm being consciously naive by thinking, who knows? You know, We might get a really good foreign manager, and he's absolutely fantastic, and he takes us up, and we top ten every year. I don't think that's going to happen, but... It's a, you're a football fan. You've got to hope. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, I've got to hope. It's uh, it's a crap situation. I hate the I hate that it's happened. I hate that it's happened now. Mm. And yeah, I hate the way it's come about. I really don't like. Um, uh, and not to you know denigrate anyone's opinion or right to express that opinion, but uh, you know it's not been. I would say it's not been a healthy conversation online. No, this is where fans. I think it's important to get away from goodies versus baddies and who was right, who's the evil man. In the, it's complex. It's a complex situation. We've gone through this today, and we've we've basically come to no conclusion. I'm going to say we we've spoke for 50 minutes and said more or less nothing apart yeah. from like I don't like it. Everything's bad. We've tried <laughs> to do it. I think we've tried to do it from both sides. I've tried to sort of look at it in a way from what the prince might think because I don't think that view's getting out there as much or it's certainly not as vocal as other things. But it still mm. don't make any sense. <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. make nothing makes sense about why why now? Why 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 is Chris Wilder not there anymore basically? Yeah. And um I don't know. I I, I if I if I was to predict it's that we will know his side of it before too long. He obviously um you know, has some vocal friends, should we say, on uh, I've on already media. seen a few things coming out from certain people, and I don't think that helps, and it's not Wilder's fault. He can do what he wants, you know what I mean? It's not his mate's fault. His mates are going to stick up for him. I completely get that. But it's just mm. more rabble-rousing to me, which is not going to be... I, I don't see how how that helps the club at all, you know? And I, I think the Prince will hit back. I think we'll see a thing from his side as well, to be honest. I think it's going to be a really, really messy divorce. Yeah. With respect to uh, Wilder's friends and uh, and uh, Mr. Phipps, I do think they could probably use not talking about this just but for I a little while. I understand why they do as well. Yeah, I, yeah. If my mate who's got fired, I can go online and say, hang on, you're saying this about my mate, you don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, And it's, it's hard to not react to it, but yeah. there's going to be so many wrong rumours. It's going to be like the... Oh, it's going to be like the, the Trump situation, isn't it, when he actually won... Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's going to be so much conspiracy flying around all over the place, which is why I've tried my best to not 
I've listened to the Tufty Club because I do respect those guys' opinions, but I've not sort of listened or watched any other videos or anything like that this weekend because I don't like what the, the bits that I have seen, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm just... Yeah, I'm just really sad about it. I think I started saying that, and I guess I'm I'm bringing this to a conclusion by saying yeah. that as well. You know, we've got all the I've I've got like you know the he's one of our own books and the yes, you know yeah. the commemorative stuff, and you see on social media players posting pictures, you know the farewell gaffer thing. The like, won't know that were a oof. yeah. That, that was thing. I've avoided that actually. The players because a lot of it's just sort of. Thanks, boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. But the McBurney one, it was like, ooh, that sting of that. Yeah, so what was it he said? Like, you know, sorry, sorry, like... we'll let you down in the end. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that hurt. Um, Should have thought yeah. about that when he was missing two <laughs> yards out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's rough, man. I, I, didn't, I really didn't see this coming. Um, you know, I mean, we did, but we didn't, I guess. And that, the, to return to that metaphor of... Uh, the the surprise breakup, it makes sense now, but I guess I was like deluding myself into thinking that this wouldn't happen. We were never going to be there forever, was he? But we just wanted him to be. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, um, but the timing of it is bad, um, and yeah, the fallout is probably going to be bad as well. Not, the only not in... the only positive I can see with the timing is we've got ten pointless games, ten weeks for everyone to get the calm down a little bit. For hopefully, hope, hope to God that the prince has got some good intentions and things do sort of start moving in terms of the next manager and coach and getting the set up right. We've basically got 10 free weeks here yeah. to sort something out. And if we don't do anything in those 10 free weeks, then, you know, shame on the prince, I think, because if there's one good thing that can come out of this, it's you've, you've, got a, you've basically got three months to sort something out for next season. Before the summer starts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, oh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm really downbeat about this, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, you know, yesterday's game, which obviously we've not really talked about, and apologies to anyone who was kind of happy we would talk about that game. I can't imagine there were too many people. Go and listen to Tufty Club if you want that. Yeah, yeah, um, you did a really good analysis. I was like, listen to you, what, what are you guys doing here? But no, fair yeah, I'll, um, on the, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you, I've kind of avoided everything. Um, just wanting to kind of formulate my own thoughts on this, I guess, so I'll... I can now go and freely listen to that, and I look yeah. forward to Four Blades. Presumably, I thought they yeah, might be in this one. I've got to say, because the thing is, I've spoke, we've spoke here, and I've got no, I've still got no idea what's going on. I've got no idea of my own opinion, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. my best to sort of see everything from every side to try and formulate my own opinion, if you know what I mean. And it's not really sank in yet what I actually believe. So. Basically, yeah. if you skip to this point of the podcast, don't bother with the previous 50 minutes. Because... <laughs> it just happened to start at this point, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything else? I mean, what do you want to see for the rest of the season? Like, if we, really, assuming I, we've... To forfeit the matches. <laughs> <laughs> I really mean that as well. If you said to me they're going to forfeit every game, yeah. I mean, we're, I, I really... Do you know what? I... I I can't. I don't. I don't want to watch him. I don't want to. Hmm. Nothing. To, this is nothing to do with the Wilder thing. But as you said, it's just so pointless. The guys in charge aren't going to be there next season. 
Wilder's not there, so we're not going to see like, oh, well, that's interesting. He's put him there. He's just yeah, a yeah. temper. I might, well, I'll, I'll, you know, the cup game, maybe. You know what I mean? We've we've seen before you, in adversity, you get these weird results. I can't see it, yeah. but you know, so I'm, maybe there's something in that. But the rest of the league games just in the bin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what yeah, about you? I... Are you going to be sort of? <laughs> it's a difficult because I didn't do the view from from Leicester because I saw what's the point. Not not because we got hammered, but because oh these are bad. Yeah, we know they're going to be bad next season. Well, well you don't know that. We don't know who we're going to get. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm uh, I'm just I'm just at a loss, really, to be mm. honest. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I was trying to like compare it to you know other United uh, lows, I suppose. And, yeah, yeah. I guess you know doesn't equate to. The last time we got relegated from the it's Premier League, it's a different League, for sort of feeling, I think. Yeah, and it's. I, think I mean, the, I just the, the Wigan one was. I mean, this is devastation to a degree, but that was a sudden shock, devastation. That was like someone dying suddenly. This yeah. is someone who you think, well, he's not been well for a while, but <laughs> you know, uh, the night sign had happened. Yeah, I just. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just got so used to seeing what the plan was, mm. and admittedly. You know the plan was not going well this season, and uh, an unwillingness to deviate from that was quite maddening at times. I kind of understood that. You know, yeah, if you sign yeah. if you sign players to fit this system, and you do truly believe that the system is, you know, going to get more out of the players than just randomly playing four four two or something like that when we don't have any wide midfielders or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's um, another thing that the, the the what we've been left with is a set of players trained to play one particular way yeah. the the rebuild in the summer wow whoever the manager is oh, it's gonna have this, to be we're talking 10 new players i think if, if this is again why it doesn't make sense no. like you know a new it's pretty unlikely the new manager is going to play three five it's not pretty unlikely but you know there's a there's yeah. a fair chance that the new manager will not want to play three five two but I mean, we've, <laughs> that's all we've got. We've yeah, just got like yeah, yeah. You know, a million left wing backs. We've got midfielders who midfielders. I don't think play in a two. I don't think yeah. Flake Norwood will, will work in a two. We've got Chris Basham, who's one of our you know biggest heroes. Where does he play if if not in a three five two? It's it's just you know we've we've got loads of players who could be surplus to requirements. I think. Yeah, and it is again. This is a mark against the way that we've gone about the last 12 months that it's come yeah, to this. Yeah. And, but then it is also, it's also bad that it's ended like this with no yeah. transition period and no, yeah. I mean, look, the the plan was clearly as wild a ball, basically, yeah. from, from from now on. Uh, or like, you know, for, from right now into the future. And I would I wanted to see that. Um, I wanted to see that through to its natural conclusion. And uh, yeah, this, this was not it. And now, yeah, we're in the lurch. I don't know what... Um, I don't know what the future particularly will hold, mate. I'm not, uh, you know, there are there are some good players in this team. I'm not yeah. expecting us to go straight back to League One. As seems to be the uh, the. I mean, know, there's a lot of stuff going around about oh, there's going to be a fire sale and all this sort of stuff. And I, you know, until I see evidence of that, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not. Not too worried about that. I think we players will leave because that's what happens when players get relegated. Teams get relegated, but mm. I think we we probably do need. We probably need. It needs to start again. We are starting from scratch, aren't we? A little oh. bit, yeah. I mean, we knew there was a refresh coming, even if Wilder had still been here. I mean, look, we we pretty much have no midfield. I mean, we've got Fleck and um, Fleck and Norwood, and there's 
question marks over Norwood, I guess. You know, I know Berger as well, but I'd be surprised if he's still here next season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were looking at a major refresh, regardless. But uh, yeah, now, now as you say, it's it's not it's not just a refresh; it's potentially you know shake the etch a sketch and start the whole thing again. I guess because you yeah yeah who knows what the foundations well, will I'm be. Just, uh... Looking on the manager's odds, which I don't, I don't, I don't, just for a laugh, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, just for a laugh. And Kevin Blackwell's fifty to one. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, put a fiver on, and it'll be six to one by uh, by the time we're done recording. I, know, I love that. I love like, oh my god, Michael Appleton's favourite. This is terrible. Like, Whoa, hang on, just realise what happened. How the bookies work. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there we go, mate. I think I've. Um... Well, well, I want to say I've run out of things to say, but I, I don't. I don't even know if I've really sort of broke the surface on it to be honest no, I just I'm the same I don't really know what else to say but I've got loads to say I, I sort of want yeah. to talk about it's like again it's the, the death analogy of like sort of you keep wanting to talk about it but you're not really getting anywhere yeah so there we go we've, we've we rambled for an hour I think the bottom line is we're both pretty uh, pretty devastated um, and uh, yeah I, I don't know just, just uncertain about what comes next I suppose yeah I guess well, no, I can't really find... I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying about this 10 weeks to kind of get uh, get our house in order. But mm. I suppose we'll, we just have to wait and see what happens now. It's just, um, yeah, it's amazing that... It's amazing that this can have such big effects, I guess. I mean, again, it's it's kind of staring as... It was staring us in the face the whole time. You know, we, we said about how wor- worried we were that it would go somewhere else anyway... And uh, yeah, now we have to deal with it, and yeah. uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be difficult to sort out behind the scenes. And uh, fingers crossed that they can, mate. Otherwise, um, yeah, could, probably won't be doing a Norwich next season, unfortunately. Ah, <sighs> yeah, I'm depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't know if I'm still in denial a little bit because I'm sort of. I've got these little springs of optimism in the back of my head, knowing though that the I'm sort of fooling myself. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, there we go, mate. I'm uh, I'm I'm fully done with anything I can say today. I think so. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. We I reckon uh, we we probably ought to do a proper um, you know farewell and thank you, Chris Wilder, for what it's worth. Yeah, I think so. In, uh, in, a, in a future that. episode. Don't want to yeah, I'm not either. Men crying on a, on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, do you know what? I was going to... I can't remember why. I was going to go back and listen to our um, uh, the League One promotion season retrospective that we did during the first lockdown. Oh, don't do that. Well, I wanted to do it. <laughs> there was something in it I wanted to... Oh, I wanted to listen to... Uh, what we'd said about that transition from Adkins to Wilder, just right. like to to kind of inform what I was going to say today, I guess, in terms of you know what what he meant to me as a fan, I suppose. But yeah, then I realised I can't do that. <laughs> I just can't yeah. bring myself to listen to that right now, yeah. and I don't know when I'll be able to. I mean, probably not that long. I mean, it's look, it's not a. You know, it's not the absolute end of the world, but uh, it is the end of this particular chapter of Sheffield United, and yeah, uh, yeah that is uh, that is super sad to think about. Even it, you know, I mean, you know what's weird is if you're a fan of another club and you happen to listen to this, you're like, you're terrible. What are you on about? You spent hundred odd million on yeah. rubbish, and you've got worse. You've gone from ninth to being one of the worst teams ever. But I think most fans 
most United fans acknowledge there's there's, there's a lot more to it than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, there really and, uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to end because, you know, you're sounding like Tom York. So <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm gonna uh, end. I'll, I'll start by saying, look, we got to witness all those great times in person. I mean, we were only a year away from not being able to do that. With that, though, those open top bus parades that the O'Connell arriving, um, you know, the three three against Man United, whatever. We were at these matches when, if these only, you know, if the pandemic had come a couple of a couple of years earlier, we the best thing in the Wilder era, we wouldn't have been there for. So we, we, you know, be, what's that phrase? Uh, don't be happy, it's it's gone. Be happy that it happened at all. Something like that, yeah. It's not that, but yeah, you know. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Get the sentiment, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well said, mate. That's uh, that's quite an emotional way to end. I think I can't uh, I can't top or or improve upon that. So, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll just wrap it up there, Paul. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens next with the blades. Uh, do you want to? I've been really enjoying your podcast, mate. It's a bit of light relief. Do you want to just give it a give it a bit of plug and tell yeah. tell people what your most recent episode is about? Uh, yeah, living with Maidley. Uh, it's um, about sports commentary. We actually recorded another episode on Saturday night. A while they got fired, and it, it really helped me actually. Don't you take my mind off it? So mm. hopefully, if people listen to it and they want to get away from the madness of United and the depression of it all, we just pick our funniest and best sports commentary clips out. So that's uh, he follows it at Living with Maid one the the number one yeah it's a great episode that one i really enjoyed it more light did... than this episode of this <laughs> it, it definitely is even if you did uh foretell the death of murray walker That's as uh honestly liam had to an apology um yeah yeah liam thought murray walker had died and then i told him he hadn't died he goes oh that's brilliant then he died <laughs> <laughs> like what like two days later or two something. days later yeah which uh, we talk actually on the next one about um there's a massive sort of thing going on it's the we're just a kiss of death. We've had somebody got arrested for sexual assault. We mentioned another person got Jesus. sacked from their job on radio. We mentioned uh, Ian St. John. We mentioned on this episode. We we did the compilation before he died. So you know, if Wait, we bring what? you up on the podcast, then watch your back. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> you d- you did that before he died as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put the compilation <laughs> because I put the compilation together. Of Ian St. John and his laughing moments and stuff. And um, we brought it to the front of the, the podcast as, as a bit of a tribute to him. But the actual compilation of clips had been done, I think, about five days before he died. If uh, if you could have refrained from ever mentioning me or any of my family members. Well, if there's anyone you don't like, it. give me a shout. We'll mention him on the pod. <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> oh, I almost said something. Such bad taste there that I will not say it. I'll say it when we finish recording. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's that's well out of order. <laughs> right, that is Living With Mainly. I really do recommend you go and listen to that because, uh, yeah, Andrew and Liam doing uh, doing some good stuff there. And it, um, I was listening to the sports commentary one while I was running. And I can't remember what it was, but something like made me... Um, I had to like stop to get my breath back because <laughs> I just sort of did, did an explosive laughter as I was running past someone. It wasn't the talk someone. sport clip, were it? It wasn't the talk sport one. I think it was a Murray Walker clip, actually. It was yeah. something about somebody being on fire. Oh, yeah. And, uh... there's, uh, there's nothing wrong with the car except it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a great line. Yeah, which I suppose is a, a quite an accurate thing to say about United. At the Brilliant. Moment. It's the pro- it is the uh, this is fine meme. I love how you put that back in. You should put you as manager. (laughs) (laughs) So what I saw actually someone put on the... When when it looked like Jason Tindall were going to be the manager, those rumours were going around. Someone, I think it was on S2, Paul. 
I'd rather have Jay from Blades Analytics as manager's name. <laughs> so, who wouldn't? Yeah, Jay's yeah, I'd love you in charge. Yeah, imagine calm head yeah. under pressure. I'd like to see his views actually, so I could nick him for myself for this. Might try and make some sense of it all, but yeah, he's obviously not on Twitter anymore, unfortunately. He's, so. he's... Possibly timed that quite well, really, stepping out of the... I um, think he may have, yeah. Maybe he knew. Maybe he's the snake. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. Right, we will finish there, mate. Thanks thanks so much for your time. I know it's it's not easy to articulate this and it's uh, not fun to to talk about. Every podcast we've done since I've been doing this with you, there's certain games I thought, what am I going to say about this? And... This is the only one I've actually genuinely not looked forward to doing because I don't really know my own opinions and I've been a bit afraid of saying something that next week I completely disagree with because I think it's such a fast-moving thing emotionally. Yeah, I'm I'm completely with you on that. I I love doing these. Um, Really, really enjoy chatting with you and researching them and all that. And yeah, very similar. What I... I wasn't looking forward to recording this um, Mm. for, for those exact reasons. I mean, we were... You know, news of this broke on Friday uh, that he was likely to leave Wilder. Mm. And we were thinking, we were going to do, I think, uh, I don't think you were available in the end, but Saturday, I think we were going to. Uh, Saturday afternoon we were going to do, weren't we? Yeah. And I, I just couldn't. I, I I didn't I didn't really know what, what I would say apart from this absolutely sucks. Yeah, and that's I didn't probably do all I could have done. I was sort of doing it because I felt like we had to in the sense that. You know he's gone. We have to do a podcast, basically. But I didn't want to do it. I, I, I think I even said to Lee, we'll do a podcast. Uh, we'll do a Richard Mailey podcast. We were saying, I really, really don't want to do Blades Pod. And nothing against yourself, you know. The <laughs> company's fantastic, but just because, I, I, you know, it was just so sad and so, and it still is. But yeah. I, I feel like I've slightly moved on in the grief process enough to be able to talk about it. You know, I don't know. Two months time, I might be able to look at pictures of Wilder again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just laid on your bed, caressing a framed photo, Chris Wilder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to go and turn all the books round on my shelf that have got a uh, got his name on the spine. Oh, well, Eggie wore. Well, you know him as well. Wore a t-shirt, didn't he? Um, the I get my haircut every three weeks t-shirt, which is mm. ironic because he has not had an haircut for every for three months. Okay. I'm gonna say he actually yeah. does need his haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Just Sorry, like Eggie. that, you know. And he sent me a picture, obviously him messing about, pretending they were crying. I just all these people around with these wilder memorabilia stuff, and, and I know it's, it sounds ridiculous. I imagine a non-football fan. Like one of my mates is a non-football fan. I know it's because our wilder's been sacked. He goes, and <laughs> like you don't get it, man. Like do you know what I mean? But uh, uh, I imagine they're listening. What are they talking about? But I think we all feel like that. I think we'll all sort of have those things where you know I'm looking at Danny Hall's book now. Funnily enough, he's one of our own on my bookshelf. Yeah, you're thinking oh, those were the days, my friend. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's been a while before I'm comfortable. Like potentially picking that up and reading it, I think. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. I did actually want to go back and read the bit that um, was about when Wilder and Nil thought they were going to pack it in in uh, at the end yeah. of 2017, 18. I was yeah. like, nah, I just can't. I'm not ready to do that just yet. Which sounds so stupidly over emotional. I'm going to end. Yeah, football, but... We'll end now, but I'm going to end on this positive then. Can you imagine if they'd have okay. quit then and we'd have missed that on the, the those two years of memories in terms of the championship promotion and then the Premier League. <laughs> There we go. Beautiful. It's not going to end any better than that. So that is where we'll end it. Thanks to you, mate. Thanks to everybody who's uh, who's listened to this this rambling. I hope you got something out of it. Maybe helped you, uh, I don't know, maybe helped you work through your own thoughts on it. Maybe consider a different side of it, I suppose. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty comfortable on the fence here because... We like to be quite objective, I think. And, you I know, think we're emotional fans. I think you can get reactions either way. 
in different places and that's you know i enjoy some of those things as well um yeah. but i think for me personally i don't think it's the time to start pointing fingers at the moment to be honest i think it's a time to be sad about it and then think about you know why <laughs> rather yeah. than anything else i don't i don't think it I, i'm not in a position at the moment to to, to blame anybody so yeah nice one all right mate well we'll finish there thanks very much for your time appreciate it and i'll uh, i'll catch up with you later thanks a lot mate cheers all right, a big thank you to Andrew. A big thank you to yourselves, as always, for downloading and listening. And finally, thank you to our sponsors. They are Glistening Kicks. I'm going to tell you about them now. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. They will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. They've just celebrated their first anniversary, so happy birthday, Glistening Kicks. And I should also mention, they are run by Blades fans, and they have recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair of shoes. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best.